That Album Podcast. Album-oriented rock format. Hosted by Shay. International music coverage of rock. Hot drops played in local music scenes. The street-level opinion of music you should hear. We all need some real rock and roll in our lives. That Album is an independent Canadian broadcast bringing the best of unsigned, underground, independent rock to you. Enjoy. Hi, y'all. This is Shay. Welcome to That Album Podcast. On-air rock and roll indie from iPad to yours over the airways. Tonight, a banger show of tracks of rock showcasing Toronto's psychedelic rock band, The Reed Effect. We discuss music, the 1973 album, and spin a few tracks. Join me along with co-host of That Album Podcast, Charlie Aiken of RH2. An incredible night, Charlie's debut on the podcast, co-hosting with me, and a special rock and roll tribute to the music and life of Chris Reed of The Reed Effect. Enjoy the show. Cheers. Hi, Kirk. Now we have Kirk uh, Reed from The Reed Effect on with us today, as well as Charlie. Charlie, can you introduce yourself? Hey, Kurt, so glad to meet you, even yeah, if this is in person. <laughs> and yeah. oh, I'm from uh, also from band background, Rebel Heart, RH2, as we call ourselves. So I'm so excited to be on this show with you, Kurt. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah nice to meet you. It's good to have this platform um, to be able to communicate, even though you're a couple thousand clicks away. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's really exciting to get two uh, top talents uh, in Canadian indie on the same show, same time. Juggling time zones. Wow. Very pumped. Thank you, Shay. And yeah, we're true. here to talk about the uh, Read Effect 1973 album. It's an incredible uh, piece of work. I love it. Uh, Thank every you. single track, every single track. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to pick. Um, so, uh, Kurt, can you tell Charlie and I about uh, how the album came about, like the background of the album? Um, we actually started pre-production. I mean, th- th- we put a lot into it, as you can hear on the album. Um, it's like Charlie was alluding to, like, uh, before we went on the air about, like, you know, to say you're self-made. Uh, like, I was working with uh, some top, a top shelf producer and uh, my late great brother Chris Reed and uh, Brian Fontes, and we decided to go all out on this one. Um, we're about four albums in for this for this band, and we wanted to go to a whole other level. Uh, we had some great songs, and then we started pre-production in 2018, so it would have been I think late spring, early summer. So what's that? Wow, three and a half years. I haven't even thought about this for a while. Ah, time flies, right? Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it and we, does. And we put, like you said, you, you like every track, and thank you, I, I appreciate that. And uh, we we wanted it to be, we wanted each track to be able to be strong enough uh, on its own. So the strong, the song each had a, a story. Um, so it's, it's it's a full album, of course, but also each single is strong enough to 
be uh, promoted on its own. That's why I'm doing a, a, a single release and a video release for every single. We've already done two, Rise Up and a Fine Year. Yeah, um, and you're on yeah. target to do Witch Track in January, I believe you told me, but are you willing to share that? Yeah, yeah, Megalomania. Uh, All right. So, I had, so our videographer, uh, my good friend Dylan Weller, he's a photographer in the Toronto music scene and a videographer as well. Um, and he, he's starting to do the editing. <clears throat> so he did, he did, uh, rise up and find here the videos for that as well. So we're working on the video now. So we hope to have that out in mid, late January. Um, so yeah, you that, to... cartoon effect that I saw there on that video, cause it was a really cool video with the cartoon effect. Is that the way you're going with, uh, Magnolia as well? Uh, no. Um, yeah. So we have that animated video for find here. So for, right. For uh, Megalomania, it's um, yeah, I wasn't even sure what I was going to do um, regarding the, the video, but we did a live video shoot back in May, um, just a few months ago, with this new lineup. I have a new lineup for the band, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, so we we're going to use footage from that live shoot. It's a four piece band now. Like we did. Um, it was a three. It's always been a three piece, like with my brother Chris. Uh, but right um, now, it's a four piece. Uh, I can't really do a three piece again without Chris. So anyway, we right. did the live video shoot. So we're going to use mostly the live footage. Uh, but I'm, I'm working on kind of a storyboard because it's about right. megalomania. It's about ego. It's about um, you know power hungry people that uh, approach yeah. life in a very. Uh, a greedy and self-serving kind of way. Uh, so there's a little right. bit of humor there. This fun. So I want to, you know, kind of develop that. But I, I'm confident that we'll have that um, that ready for like a month, month and a half from now. Um, so yeah, pre-production started. We, we recorded drums in the fall of 2018. Um, finished recording like a year and a half ago, like February, March. It was quite a process, man. I mean, it was. So what's that? That's like a year and a half. Of recording, right? Most bands don't just jump into the studio and go full on for two, three weeks and get an album cut, right? It's you have to yeah. do a song here, yeah. song here, you know, and it is, it's it's a very timely process for those it that is. aren't aware of it, right? Exactly. So, yeah. And just like we look at the Yeah. Sorry. Well, I said the scheduling, you can't just all of a sudden go, Hey, we're ready today to go to the studio because the studio's yeah. booked up as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, you all, you know what we're going to do? We're going to spin uh, Megalomania right now, uh, since you brought it up, cool. Kirk, and talk a bit <laughs> about what uh, about the video when we return. Sounds good. Cool. Agenda. 
Your mouth is oversized No room to fit your eyes You've been blinded by our condition we call Nigga won't make A waste of time Cause you can't see the truth Even if they knock you on the head I went around with you Around with a fool Why can't you realize That the world doesn't revolve around Megalomania Stay on your side Take much more of your kind Your ways are not mine So turn around, go to sleep Drag a woman Can't you see that I'm a turnstile For the ways that you think And the world is wild Wild, yeah Give Charlie and I a scoop on the video. Um, for Megalomania? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, it's going to be live footage. So I have all this footage that I've been sitting on for a few months. I wasn't even sure which video, you know. It was a live video shoot. Um, so we have footage for all the songs, including Megalomania. Um, so I decided, I was again, I wasn't even sure which song I was going to use the footage for, whether it was Megalomania or Mad Dog or... Uh, <clears throat> um, trampled. Uh, so I, I'm I'm going for a regular. So if I could just ask, if I could ask the question, Kurt. So sure. the live footage, where is it from? Where Where did you get this live footage from? Uh, so we filmed in a, a DC Music here in Toronto. It's actually a Tobacco. Yeah. Um, right. So, so it was, we a, had, was a festival. Uh, no, no, it was it was just a live stage, like a good sized stage. Um, that we've done a few videos there. My friend Marco, he runs the place. And it's a rehearsal. Um, ah, okay. Like gotcha. at a factory as well, but he has one room that's for live videos and live streaming. And he even, uh, pre-COVID, he'd have, uh, you know, parties and events. Uh, it's a good-sized right. room. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's so great. we decided to do the, the live footage there with this new lineup. Um, so again, I've been sitting on the footage for a while. So now I have Dylan, my friend, editing it. Uh, so now we just have to do it. We have to come up with, I've been so busy, right? 
so I'm just putting together like an idea in my mind. We're, we're going to get like a, someone to play a character that is a greedy, a pig, you know, <laughs> glutton. Right? So we have a couple what, of friends. How, that, how, come, how come you're not using Doug Ford then? Exactly. <laughs> Actually, our producer was uh, suggesting. Now, now. So, now, yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I couldn't help myself. I go there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You're always oh, political, funny. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, my, uh, our producer, Tens of Dollars, which is a, uh, he, he's a big part of um, the, the quality of the album. Yeah, he's um, a producer, right? Yeah, he, he's our producer. Yeah. Here, here in Toronto. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm talking to a couple friends. I'm I'm gonna try to build just an idea. We'll probably do a shoot in like two or three weeks to get you know someone to play that character. Um, and so there'll be a little bit of humor there, but there is uh, and fun, but also it's making a point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, it'll be understated. I, I think people can take uh, take away with it, it can be understated from being from different perspectives, including political. Especially over the last couple of years. Um, oh, COVID. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, right. Thank you for sharing that. It's an incredible yeah. track. I didn't say yeah. that after we had listened to it, but I love it. And next up thank is you. 1973. So we're going to spin that now and talk more about the creative process of the album when we get back. Sounds good. Cool. Cruising on down the boulevard. Gonna let my free flag fly Rolling stones, only track in my dad's Cadillac As the hippies I'll grow by Ten, nine, eight, seventy-three Down the avenue in the city under neon lights. So we danced and we sang with the tambourine man. Can you dig it? Changing the world, singing our songs. You are. Ready. 
I love the bluesy vibe to that song. I love it. 1973. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we wanted to kind of pay homage um, to that era. like it's funny when we were, you know, rehearsing. Chris, uh, my brother, uh, myself, and Brian. Uh, you know, we I would have a riff, or Chris would, and then we kind of bring it. We jam it out, and then we kind of improvise, and then a certain phrase would just come out uh, vocally, um, or like a lyrical phrase, melodic phrase. So, 1973. You know, we haven't had that since 1973. Yeah, and then we just kind of developed uh, from there. Um, I had to go through different incarnations of the lyrics. Like okay. I put so much work. Yeah, like the first, I went through a first, you know, I spent hours on it too. Uh, but it didn't work for our producer. Uh, Brian didn't like the first, which I'm glad and it worked out. Like what we have now is better than what I had before. So then I had to go back and say, what? oh man, really, I got to go back and do this whole organist. You find um, that frustrating though? Like when somebody says, ah, I don't like that. I got to rework it. And you're thinking in your mind, wow, this is actually already a good tune. What, what is it you don't like? Do you, do you find that frustrating or do you find that challenging? Um, uh, probably a bit of both. Uh, ultimately challenging. And the thing is, like, I, I trust these people and I trust my producer. So I wouldn't yeah. want, I'm glad I, I have someone there to, uh, and the lyrics weren't bad, but it just wasn't as strong as what we have now. He's like, no, he's like, no you have to go from a different angle. I like to collaborate because sometimes, you know, you get into, as you know, you kind of get into your own world. Um, I, I want to have someone, of course, if it's someone that I don't trust, I, I'm not going to put a lot of weight into what they say. Right. But these are these are people that I, they have vision as well. So I, I trust what they say. Yeah. And I want, you know, I want these to reach their highest potential. And then uh, so if they say it's not there yet, then I'm. It's frustrating because like, oh, I just have to, you know, put more work into it. Um, but again, at the, in the end, I'm happy to do that. That's where the challenging work is in. Um, and then I, I, I eventually nailed it with what we have now. Um, and then we, we put the whole album, uh, that's yeah. the name of the album, too. Yeah, he did an incredible job producing that album. What are your oh, thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts, Charlie, on what Kirk just said about the creative process? Yeah, so I was just going to, I was letting him finish. So thank you for asking the question. So yeah, it's, uh, I think that's that beautiful line of, you know, creativity and challenge at the same time. Because you are right, Kirk, I think collaborating is much stronger than individual, because we we all have our own personality that comes out in a song. And especially, right. you know, as as you know, Shay was saying earlier, I tend to push the little political button a little hotter than everybody else. That's why I love you, Charlie. I, I let you do it. I let you do it. I just pretend. So, yeah, so I, that's, you know, great that you've got somebody you can trust and that you can say, 100%. hey, okay, what do you think of this song? Because let's be honest, that's a little bit of opening up your soul and heart, too. Is say, hey, yeah. you know, here's this new new baby and what, what do you think of it uh she, she's got a wart on her you know nose right you know what <laughs> yeah i know exactly so, uh, so it's good to be able to trust that person and, you know, okay i gotta fix that right so yeah awesome and we both have the collective goal um of, of reaching a higher potential there's not we don't want to have any half-ass if it's if it's not quite there then um I, i'm good to uh, put some more work into it and come at it from a different angle. Yeah. And that happened on a couple of the songs as well. Yeah. So I have a question on that. My question would be, so if you've come across a song now and you've presented it to these guys that you trust and they go, nah, that song doesn't cut it at all. It's like, it's not, it's not even on the table. What do you do then? Um, yeah. Well, then I, I, 
you know, be, you know, a little bit, <laughs> have to engage in some humility. Um, but if I trusted that, <laughs> you know, cause like we had some other ideas and we just had to, had to scrap. And then uh, again, like it requires, you know, where you're writing and you're kind of soul searching and you're digging deep and you're part of the create embracing the creative process. It requires a certain amount of vulnerability. I mean, you're opening yourself up, right? Um, right. But you, you have to, you know, again, the people you trust, um, I, if it was someone that I, I didn't trust, then I, I wouldn't really be. Unfortunately, um, I'm blessed as well, as you were uh, talking about earlier, Charlie, with being able to yeah. collaborate and work with people that I I love and I, I trust as well. So if they, if it's yeah. not kind of yeah. that, I'm, I'm happy to let um, let whatever ideas or songs go. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, we're going to hear uh, Bad Dog next. Sorry. <laughs> Mad Dog. Sorry. I was thinking about your handle, Bad Charlie. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. Bad There's an Bad Charlie. There okay. you go. <laughs> okay. I love the rougher vocals of the track. I love the rougher Thank you. Yeah, it's one yeah. of our heavier songs. Yeah, and also Get Out of My Head Now. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. Love it. Uh, yes, tell you. us a bit of about the song before we spin it. Um, it was actually about a friend of mine, um, and he, he, I can't remember all the details. Like th this song I wrote, like, this is like four or five years ago. We played, uh -huh. this is the only song we've ever played live before the album. Oh. All the other songs are just, you know, we play, we play, we play them all live now, but we didn't do that until just like a few months ago. Uh, but Mad Dog is the one of the few, it's slightly more complex too, but, um, I can't remember when it, it was like four years ago, my friend said something on uh, social media and it got totally taken out of context. And I, <laughs> even, even if I do remember the, the specific group of people that got seriously offended, I, I probably wouldn't say that now because I don't want to get in trouble again. Cause he got in uh, shit. It was in billboard magazine. Uh, the, oh, from wow. what, he, what he said, but it was taken out of context. Um, and it was from a certain group of people that got seriously offended. I'm like, and it was an argument that was online uh, that got out of control. And then, you know, one person saw the art. You know how Facebook is. It's uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I know. It's brutal. I, I, I can't. Facebook is uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I try to just use it for a promotion. It's like 90% promotion, 10%. Well, a waste of yeah. time, I guess, or entertainment. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, you see those arguments. Uh, and I have one, actually. I mean, I stopped it as soon as I started. But, you know, just... Just ridiculous stuff. People are, you know, behind their computer, computer saying things that there's no way you're going to see that face to face. Oh yeah. No, typewriter um, warriors. Exactly. I know it's 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 disgusting. But anyway, uh, he said something uh, clearly offensive, and he he actually had a good point. But it got out of control, and it escalated, and then it, you know, there was someone that showed the copy and paste of the conversation and brought it into a, a group. A Facebook group, a private group, with uh -huh. which had thousands of people, and then uh, they all started attacking, and it, it got out of control. So the, the song is about that, you know. It's kind of like you know, you say you're in the right, you say you're in the light. It's kind of like a holier than thou, like it, it, looking for a fight that really isn't there. It, it didn't have to escalate like that. He made a point, and it got that He probably didn't have to. You know, he was yeah. part of the escalation process and he probably learned his lesson too. Oh, uh, but we had it. Yeah. So that, that's basically what it is. I, I wrote a song about 
uh, that situation. That's cool. It's a cool. great take on it. It's a great take on that. Yeah. On what happens yeah. on social media. Love the right. storyline. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So we're going to play it now. Mad Dog. Get, I love that track, by the way. I love heavy Thank rock, you. though. Yeah, yeah that's probably. <laughs> I, yeah, really, I have a affinity towards that. Uh, uh, anyway, see, you know, what is with these people that do the screenshots and share a post? I know. And make it viral. I, I just want to make a comment. Those people need to go away. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> yeah. talk about internet bullying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I swear. You know what it is? I think it's I think it's insecurity. So what they do is they suddenly feel empowered behind this screen and this typewriter. That's why I call them typewriter warriors. Because right. Kurt, you're right. They would never say that to your face. No way. Yeah, they're cowards <laughs> is what they really are. Most of them exactly. are cowards. Yeah. And uh, yeah. for sure, because the reality is, you know, as people, we're supposed to, you know, have grace and mercy and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, and, and here's the bigger thing I find people don't ask questions. You know, they just jump to assumptions, right? Exactly. Saying, you know, in, in a true relationship, we go, hey, Kurt, I'm just curious, well, what what do you mean by that? Because uh, I'm, I'm picking up something here, you know, and you go, oh, no, here's what I meant, you know. And so there's that ability for, you know, Grace to come out and say, hey, okay, I get it. Instead, what they do is they grab it and they just throw yeah. it out there and they just, yeah. they get this high off of burning you because they suddenly, for the moment, feel better about themselves because of their insecurities. So, exactly. And how, yeah, wow, well said. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah yeah that's exactly it i mean you know i had a again i, I try to stop it it's just like they they get something out of this kind of fight right there is a, a false sense of uh power yeah. it's not really oh, real totally. power it's it's based yeah. on insecurity nope. the foundation yeah someone that is happy and doing great at life and feeling good about themselves don't act like that yeah no, they're, they're in a different space yeah well I, said I find the big thing is they don't apply critical thinking or they don't have it and they don't understand or comprehend what you're going to say. And they jump, like you said, onto something like you say, I hate, I love oranges. And then the next comment will say, are you not, uh, what is wrong with apples? Do you have a problem with apples? What? Yeah. Uh, why are you yeah. leaving yeah. them out yeah. of the, what you're you're yeah. being? And I was just like, oh yeah. my god, dude, yeah. garrow up! But anyway, I, I know, just want to make my comment on that uh, because head, it, it lined up. I actually did it on purpose. It lines up to the next uh, track, which I absolutely love, Preacher. I felt like oh, I, had, yeah, I love the, I love their take on it, and I felt like I was in the Bible Belt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Southern, yeah, Southern yeah. Gospel Bible Belt, to be clear. And I've been to those churches, eh? I was. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. My, I don't talk about it a lot, but my second marriage, which was more like a prolonged dental appointment, um, oh, I, I, I was. Um, yeah, you make mistakes, don't you? Um, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I was married in the Bible Belt in the United States to this dude. So <laughs> it kind of brought me back to those servants but i don't actually love it um and an unknown fact your dad is actually a a preacher yeah yeah and that's that's where i got the influence because my dad actually comes from the pentecostal faith uh, from new brunswick so i have a lot of uh experience going to those churches uh, growing up we traveled to new brunswick like a couple times a year we always went to the pentecostal services and it it really blew my mind so it's the preacher on the album is uh, based on those experiences because I wasn't even sure. I mean, I was so taken away with their dynamic and their charisma and their performance. It was like a rock and roll and, you know, people falling down all over the place. I'm like, wow, this is, I wasn't even sure what the guy was talking about, but I was like, man, would you say that a lot of your musical influence could have come from that? Cause I, I also grew up in the same environment, by the way. And, oh, and cool. musically I, I felt I felt the Pentecostal churches were kind of that, you know, the musically they were the, I thought they were off and a bunch of other stuff, but musically speaking, right. exactly. I cut my teeth 
In fact, one of my first bands as a kid was playing at the Pentecostal church because we, we were allowed to play rock and roll. You know? oh, yeah. And uh, so there was yeah. a huge influence. So you find that a lot of your influence can comes from that stems from that potentially. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My, 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 I'd say my first influence uh, is from the church is from those, those services. Yeah. Cause they rocked. Yeah. It really affected me. I had, uh, Oh yeah, totally. You know, I mean, later I got into rock and roll and I had similar feelings. Like I go to concerts, you know, a big, and I'd have similar feelings to those uh, church services. Yeah. Um, right. You know, yeah. like, Amazing. right. It was, it was such a show. Right. And again, I think there, yeah. <laughs> once I did analyze some of the things they were saying, I thought I think it got a little ridiculous uh, instance right. on yeah. certain things. Right. But my family, yeah, well, my dad's side. Yeah. They, you know, they just get a little. That's when my my dad left. So he's an Anglican or in the States, we an Episcopal uh, Episcopalian minister. Is he still practicing? So he wow, that's quite an extreme from Pentecostal. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know. So he was kind of the black. I mean, they were all preachers, all the brothers. Uh, there were five oh, wow. brothers. Uh, oh, they, wow. But they're all Pentecostal, except for yeah. my dad. He was the oh. one that kind of left. But he was, you know, he just yeah. felt there wasn't, there's a, you know, and with all due respect, because my family, I mean, they're all beautiful people. It's just, yeah. Uh, some of the things just weren't resonated um, with me. But but as far as the music, and I started playing piano for the chapel and for the kids in the chapel when I was like 12, uh, 13. So my musical yeah. um, upbringing was definitely very connected to the church and the Anglican uh, church as well. Because I was in the junior yeah, choir a, too, and that's where I learned to sing. A lot, of, a lot of even the bigger musicians today that you look at, you know, the same thing, right? Especially the Nashville group, you know, was a very big influence from that because it was an opportunity to play where they couldn't play as, say, a younger person in the teens even, right? You right. know, you couldn't go to the club. Yeah. So oh. there was this opportunity to play in, in front of a large crowd, cut your teeth on what stage performance is and so forth, right? Because at the end of the day, it's still a production, right? Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. I know, for oh, sure, cool. yeah. yeah. A preacher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So That's it really a- comes with that. So it's kind of a gospel of rock and roll, you know. I, I put a lot of work into that. I wanted to make sure the phrasing was tight. And I had a friend of mine that, and he actually used to play organ at a church. Uh, so huh. he, he's the guy that played... <clears throat> the Hammond B uh, on the on that track, um, and then yeah, we had uh, the audience, which actually would have been me, Chris, my brother, and uh, my partner Veronica McNamee. So you know, we recorded, we got in the sound booth and recorded the the audience. You know, like the audience, uh, Amen, Hallelujah, Amen. Yeah, exactly. So then uh, we kind of overdubbed, and that's you have this big crowd, but it was just the three of us. Wow, that's um, awesome. That's awesome yeah, conversation yeah. about the track. And Thank getting you. to know more. We're going to spin it now. I have a question about the lyrics when we get back. It sounds good. Time to wake up! Now that I have your attention, I want to talk to you all about a couple things right now. I want to talk to you about how to deal with buzz killers. And as we all know, you don't have to travel far and wide before you run into one of these killers of the buzz. They're just buzz, buzz, buzzing all over. I mean, just turn on the news. That's a whole buzz killing machine right there. Now, we have collectively and uh, individually been treading water in that pond of ignorance for far too long. 
if the way we've been doing things thus far was working, then everything would be fine, but it's not all fine. It's not all good. Now, don't get me wrong, I am not unaware of what it feels like to be marginalized, to be chastised, to be victimized, cause there was a time. I too suffocated in that abyss of inertia. There was a time I walked that aimless road of bitterness and let me tell you something. I'm not a fan. Now, there's a little thing called contrast and the beauty of options. Cause I'll tell you man, I left a trail of blood down on that jagged road of trial and error. And I've incurred some wisdom, baby. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not down for letting my buzz get killed anymore. I'm not down for letting my mellow get harshened anymore. Not on my watch. And I'll admit, I've created a multitude of disasters in my time. So if it's true, you learn from your mistakes, I must be a genius right about now. <laughs> Shut up! I ain't playing no more. Because if you think that I'm gonna allow myself to become another vapid husk of a human being, you got another thing coming. If you think, after all the shit I've seen and done, that I'm gonna slide down that slope of delusion, you got another think coming. Cause I'm on the other side of all that bullshit now. My subscription to the regime of idiocy has expired. Now, I ain't talking about sentimentality. I ain't talking about some kind of idealistic mentality or a diluted reality. I'm talking about fire. I'm talking about soul ignition. I'm talking about loving everybody until it hurts. Now that's rock and roll right there. I can't even hold back anymore. I got so much of that going on right now. That's why I'm smiling all the time. Buzzkillers ain't got shit on me. I almost feel bad for the poor sucker who gets in my way, cause they're gonna break some shit. Don't hinder my momentum. Cause I wanna go higher. I got on that evolution train and I plan to keep it that way. I'll die before I join a world of hypocrisy. I'm gonna rise up, better yet, let's rise up together. Above all this nonsense, refuse to get trampled under another cloud of doom and gloom. And if you're not down for all this, 
That's fine. We're fine here without you. Just don't get in our way, or you'll be going down, down, down like a mad dog. All right, all right, all right. I love this song. You know what's really cool about this album? And you probably already know it. Uh, it's every track is unique. Right. Yeah, yeah that was another thing that that uh, our producer and myself, as we talk about it, it's like each song has it. So it's not, you know, seven songs or seven variations of the same song, right? Which yeah. you'll get from some albums. Yeah. You know, like good, but it's like one, you know, and you see some bands perform and it's kind of like one long song in a way. So we want to make sure the dynamic, you can, you can listen to the whole album and not get bored by the end of it. It's a, it's, um, um, that's so important to to consider, right? Because that's, you know, you, you need to have that distinction in songs to be able to capture your audience, right? You have to have the emotional song, the high song, the energy song, you know, that I'm going to call it the, the funny song, you know, there's all these different dynamics you need in music to uh, right. create that that stream. So, well yeah. done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and that yeah. was definitely our, our goal. And you know um, what was really cool, though, Kirk and Charlie, is even though each song is unique, you can definitely hear the uh, signature read effect uh, sound. You can right. tell, yes. yeah, which is... Uh, which I is love. also important, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think that's one of the keys too, because you, you sit and hear something and you go, Oh, I know who that is. Just in, you know, I mean, let's be honest, some of the stems, you know, it's even just that first couple of notes, you go, oh, I recognize that song. Yeah, so exactly. And you're right, you're right, Shay. There's this, there is definitely this distinct sound these guys have that you recognize right away. Oh, I know who that is. That's read effect. Right. Yeah, one of the lyrics that I wrote down that really stuck to me because I loved it, but I also like the um, the bravado of it and given what you said about uh, your upbringing and also Charlie uh, input onto that um, the lyrics I am not playing anymore is that a comment on your experience with the church um, actually that's a good question Not, I wouldn't say directly um, it, it, it can be it, it makes sense because uh, you know I've had some issues I you know, I'm, I'm not against it. I, I, I'm i going to go on a Christmas Eve service, you know, my annual uh, <laughs> visit to the church. Right? Um, I, I'm actually performing at uh, two Christmas Eve services this uh, next week. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'll play Silent Night and a couple others. So, yeah, we're going to two uh, church services. So it's not like I, I'm, I'm a jaded person. It's like, oh, that, you know, the evil church, you know, messed me up. Um, so there, there's a lot of good. There's also some things that just weren't really working for me. Not to mention Sunday mornings. There's no way I'm going to be getting up, especially after gigging Saturday night and whatever, uh, playing the devil's music. Can I um, it? My church is online. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since COVID, my church went online. So I, I've gotten really lazy about getting up and getting out to, <laughs> to do right. that. Yeah, now it's yeah. like online. Hey, in your cool. pajamas and your, your pajamas hot coffee. Yeah. 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 My so mom uh, does the same thing with her church. She, she goes online. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but my f- spiritual foundation, like I'm a fairly spiritual guy, and I, I try to meditate every day. 
like do a bit of yoga. And I actually, if I can say, I don't really say this too often, but I, I pray um, every day. Um, I'm not affiliated with any specific that's religion. Like, Kirk, that's, that's awesome, just so you know. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I find it awesome. I pray every day too, Kirk. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. I think everyone should. And I think, yeah, and I I, think that's, you know, Sorry, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, by the way. This is the difference between being religious and being right. spiritual. Yeah. There's, there's a relationship, a connection, not this going to a pew thing, right? So, way right. to go. Anyway, sorry, yeah. carry on. Thank you. No, it's 100, um, 100%. 100%. It's a lot more common than you think. So, never apologize for right. faith. faith. Yeah. yeah. No. And the thing is, if I didn't have that foundation, maybe I wouldn't uh, be praying every day. So, I'm taking that as my foundation that I kind of went off, you know, kind of on my own way and try to, you know, live life and learn and become a better human being and stay connected to, uh, you know, some kind of higher real- reality. Um, at some point, yeah. I think I can find a, a spiritual community that, that I'll resonate with. Um, I'm not quite, I'm not there yet. Plus I'm really busy. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't have the time, but I do make time a few minutes uh, for prayer every day. Uh, but as far as that, yeah, as far as that particular phrase, I'm not playing anymore. I, I think it's, oh, that's right after I say shut up, I think, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, not playing anymore is as far as looking at life as a bit of a, a joke or um, just being, you know, self-serving. Um, you know, I want to kind of uh, evolve and grow. I'm not going to get lost and caught up in whether it's uh, greed or um, kind of uh, the, the frivolous intentions of life. And just like what we were talking about a few minutes ago regarding, um, you know, some ridiculousness on social media and some of the yeah. bullying and, and the, the insane fights over really nothing. I mean, that's playing. Yeah. That, that's playtime is over, man. I'm not, you know, I want to have, I'm going to have fun, you know, yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I also want to understand there's something beyond myself. And, well said. Uh, yeah, and especially with COVID, you know, I understand people have their freedoms, but um, you want to kind of have a, a connecting a connection to something beyond just your your civil rights and your freedoms, connecting to something greater than uh, just yourself. And I think that's basically yeah, what I was meaning. One hundred percent. And the message that you were trying to get out was definitely the vibe I got from it, and nice. it really stuck out to me. It really stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah, but I like those. Agreed. I'm not taking any more yeah, messages yeah. <laughs> in, in rock. That's what makes rock rock, right? Oh, yeah. It's it rock and roll. Correct. Yeah. There's a rebellious yeah, side of that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the last spin of the show, um, incredible, because I love drums are my favorite instrument, uh, is trampled over, uh, trampled under. Holy shit, can I get it right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, trampled under. Anyways, I love the drum. I love the drum solo. I absolutely love it. But you're talking to a chick that, honestly, drums, like, hands down, is my favorite part of the band. Always has been. Always has been. And it was great. Yeah, Brian did a great job. Yeah, it was a great pick for the track. Uh, uh, can you tell uh, Charlie and I a bit about that? And Charlie, do you have any questions about the track specifically? 
No, I mean, I think you just hit it. You know, I, I too, I love, you know, have seeing a, a great drummer because, you know, to me, the drums, I mean, we all know drums and bass are, are, are the rhythm section, but the drummer is one of the key guys in the band because you have a, you have a crappy guitar player. You can kind of hide him a bit, but you have a crappy drummer. Yeah. You can't hide it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the addition of the band. It's the addition of the band. It is. Yeah. The bass, and that's, right. You know, and you always you look at even some of the bands that are out there. You know, it's always you know when you ask right away, everybody everybody thinks, oh, it's it's who's the front guy. That's who everybody knows. It's not true actually. If you talk to musicians, they right away go, oh, you know. And I'm just going to use uh, good old Charlie Watts that just obviously right. passed away. Not that Jones, right? Like Charlie Watts was what I'm going to call a fairly basic drummer, but that guy knew how to play and he kept the stones in line so to speak because they were they were and i'm not i'm not being disrespectful i said they were a bit sloppy as musicians oh yeah and, no right yeah. And, yeah and charlie he's the guy that pulled them in and kept them in that line so yeah. i think you know the stones of the different drummer would have been a completely different band and yeah, charlie 100%. just kept well that's the down, job so. as our drummers to keep the beat and keep keep control of it Right, and he played to the songs like he didn't because he's a jazz guy too. Like he's an incredible. Correct, drummer. he was a jazz drummer. They forced him into rock and roll. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and he had he, he had his side project and or projects. Yeah, uh, but yeah, for the songs, he he honored the songs and played the rock and roll style. That yeah, yeah he did for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah, for bringing it. Yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Charlie. That's really good feedback on uh, on drumming and how important it is. Yeah, and Brian, uh, Fon Brian Fontes did an amazing job. I remember the the day that we worked on that riff and with the drums. Uh, we spent all day. It was a Monday. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what month, but it doesn't really matter. But yeah, we spent all day uh, on that riff, the, the intro riff. Uh, it was Chris's riff at the beginning, and then I put my spin on it, and then he kind of it kind of evolved from there, and then uh, he kind of switched his riff a bit. And it kept on going, and then Brian did, and we did it all day. And if I can say, um, if I'm going to be completely honest, uh, we spent all day. I remember it was a Monday, uh, and we we took some magic mushrooms that day. Um, and I'm not promoting drugs or anything like that. I'm not, you know, like doing this in the past, but and you know, but once in a while, a little bit of uh, some of that. But yeah, um, we spent all day. Uh, we took mushrooms, and then that trampled down to the riff. And that drumming was kind of a result of that. That's amazing. Uh, I'm actually uh, impressed that you took shrooms and you actually had a concept of time. Yeah, no, I know. And we didn't blow our mind. We took it off just to kind of, we were inspired, right? And then it, it kind of kind of yeah. went back and forth and we, we spent hours. And then by the end of it, it was like, okay, this is it. Um, yeah, well, you're not the first creative to uh, participate yeah. in that, to, <laughs> to come up with the right talk, uh, right track, the right way yeah. to yeah, you can't, you can't make a career out of that. But yeah, for this particular song. Oh, I know. I'm just making a joke. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we're going to listen to Trampled yeah. Under right now. Take me back 
the track trampled under is great that's what we just listened to if you're tuning in at the end of the episode and we're speaking with kirk reed of the reed effect and charlie aiken is on the show as his debut we're breaking him in co-host for (laughs) (laughs) yeah broken in today okay so uh that's a great chat uh, tell us a bit about the track before uh, we find where to find your music, Kurt, and uh, uh, to purchase, download, and stream. And uh, and we'll, we'll end it for the day. Sounds good. Um, yeah, like I said, it was that Monday. We, it was based on Chris, uh, my brother. It was uh, his riff. And then I, I that, that's a lot of the music was kind of a riff of either mine or Chris's. And then I would kind of take his riff and I'd have to kind of mold it uh, to kind of the way I'm hearing it. And then he'd hear what I came up with and he'd kind of mold. And then eventually, once we're happy, um, then we got it, you know. And of course, Brian Fontes was a big part of that. Uh, the lyrics was basically, um, I'm not going to get into all the details, but I spent, I was sick, eh, for a few years. And I couldn't walk. Like uh, I mean, oh. I was I was homebound. And again, I, I won't go too far into that now. And there will be a documentary coming out. Uh, but I was homebound and taking care of my parents for seven years. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. I was under a hundred pounds. I'm almost six feet. I was like ninety four pounds there. For, I couldn't oh, even eat. Or yeah, wow. it, was, it was nuts. Wow. Uh, um, and there will be a there will be a documentary. We have footage from back then. We had a producer because you know everyone's like, "What's wrong with this guy?" Um, so I'm making a long story short, but 
the song Trampled Under is the transition from being like kind of in a cocoon and being taken care of and being so dependent, like a baby. I was, I was like a, an infant again. I was, I was helpless. Uh, so it was very um, humbling, scary. Uh, but I got through it uh, with the right people and the right help and the right therapy. Um, it was a severe chronic pain. It's like my nervous system was attacking me. I, I you know, it was insane, insane, just uh, crazy. And like I said, there will be a documentary because we have footage from back then. Oh, God bless uh, you. I'm sorry that you went through that. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And I think, yeah. Crazy. And I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a crazy story. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I think that's... You know, we were talking about spirituality a bit. Um, so going through that and coming out of it, I mean, that doesn't always happen. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful and I try to uh, keep that alive in my soul and not forget about these things. Um, so the, the song is basically about the transition from being in that cocoon and then slowly getting back out to the real world in the rat race, you know, um, like the first, you know, skin hits the road. Um, kind of like, you know, you're going from zero to 80. You get caught up in the rat race of life. Yeah. Uh, I was disconnected from all that. You know, Facebook came on. I'm like, what the hell is this world? Being even even just uh, driving, it was like, it was crazy. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, take me back to when, when I was cool and um, I was numb, right? And, yeah. you know, when I was yeah. younger, I, you know, just like everyone we all have our issues and I, I was numbing myself. I, I'm not like that at all anymore. Right. And I'm just glad I had the the support and the help, especially for my parents and other people um, where I, I got that. And I'm proud of myself nice. for embracing the, the help too and doing my work that I needed to. to nice. get through. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's essentially where the lyrical content came from. Now, if I can say uh, briefly, um, and Charlie, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but my brother, who was on the album, Chris Reed, passed away uh, just over a year ago. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, I saw that. Uh, I read, read your bio. I saw that he, uh, he he had passed away. Yeah, yeah. And he, he took he took his life. And I found him. Um, yeah, I saw it, It's part of the story. It's part of this album. Wow, it's his final album. And uh, yeah, it, it was... Uh, we actually revived him temporarily for a few days, and it just... Anyway, so now the lyrical content, uh, yeah, what I'm getting to is the, the trampled under. It's He was having some issues, and I was loving and supporting him the best I could. I mean, he still decided to do what he did. Mm -hmm. um, but now the, the lyrical content is kind of uh, kind of about his story and some of the um, the issues that he struggled with, you know, and right. being, you know, feeling the feeling uh -huh. of getting trampled under by the weight yeah. of the world and the eagles of the world and he was such right. a beautiful and bright spark right? right so now i think the video will be more kind of a dedication to to him and a, a tribute it's tragic like how it. those was yeah, thank you it's tragic how those with the brightest lights end up taking their lives that way and he's one of a kind and i'm not saying that because of my love for him i was there in the hospital when he was born you know and i was there right at the end and we were very close to you know best friends and he was a band member of course we never really grew up we're kind of you know no kids as far as i know <laughs> um but we kind of uh <laughs> we witnessed each other's lives for our whole life so uh yeah that's why that's part of the reason i'm really pushing this album as, as it, uh, to honor him plus it's got legs like you know we put a lot into it and it deserves to, to be heard yeah
Well, thank you for sharing that. My heart goes out to you and your family. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Um, is the website the best place to follow the read effect? Yes. Yeah, we're on all social media, Facebook and Instagram, you know, Twitter. Okay. Uh, but all the links are on the website. So it's www.thereadeffect.com. And if they do the make it, on. if they do make it to your Facebook site, you've got a link to your website there as well. I noticed. So uh, yes. you can go either or. Exactly. Yeah. 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 In our, in our, yeah. our uh, Facebook uh, pages. Yeah. Continually, continuously growing, which is good. Yeah. But yeah. All the yeah, going on yeah. regular posting and uh, lots coming up in the Read Effect camp. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for yeah, coming right on. on the show and sharing yeah, your thanks music. For having me. And yeah, that was a pleasure. And a personal yeah, Kurt, just uh just a wonderful i look forward to meeting you face to face uh just loved it thank you for having me you guys as a co-host yeah. i really greatly appreciate it and i'm honored uh, thank you for coming on the yeah, show likewise it was a pleasure to meet you and I, i'm sure we'll uh, meet face to face someday yeah. well, i'm sure we will <laughs> well i'll have a party <laughs> all right cool. all right i'm signing off thank you for coming on both of you and talk soon Sounds good. Take care. Thank Thanks. You. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the show. Sponsored by The Buzzer Media. Thank you to the artists who share their music. Our shows wouldn't happen without their music. Subscribe at thebuzzerpod.com. Fans and artists can submit their request to Shay at thebuzzworld.com. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.